Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today, friends, I am so excited to talk about the event that I was at yesterday. Uh, the Students for Trump rally was it was ex- it was exciting. It was uh, electric. It was even more electric, I believe, than the uh, than the rally that was just held that I was also at in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I believe the president gave one of his best speeches ever, friends. Uh, he was on point. I'm sure he was so excited to be filled in a room with so many young people, so many students. Uh, that have their heads on straight, that are true patriots, that understand what's really taking place in our country right now and are willing to travel, to fly, to get to where they could get, uh, to get to Arizona yesterday to, uh, to hear the president speak and so many other amazing speakers. Don Jr., he brought the house down as well. Uh, Matt Gates brought the house down. Kim Guilfoy brought the house down. It was truly, truly an exciting thing. Hopefully, you got to see some of the clips from it, and uh, I'll get into some of that today as well. So for all of you listening to this podcast, thank you so, so much for tuning in. Uh, understand my travels have been crazy. I'm trying to bring you uh, a podcast every single day with the news and with what news you know about me, what I'm doing and traveling, and who I get to see. I got to hang out with Mike Lindell, uh, the amazing patriot. Mike Lindell uh, yesterday for a good part of the day. And uh, I just love that man. If you have not gotten his book, you should absolutely get his book. What are the odds from crack addict to CEO? Mike sold over 74 million pillows, friends. And uh, his story of how it all came to be is absolutely riveting. It'll have you on a roller coaster ride of emotions, but it's filled with faith. It's filled with hope. And what I can't help but think about is if God was willing to save Mike literally from himself, he has 14 near-death experiences that he shares in the book with pictures even of what he went through. He felt that he knew eventually he'd be telling the story and he, he captures so much of, uh, of the intensity and the emotion in his book, and then he backs it up with pictures. So didn't plan on talking about his book, but since I spent so much time with him yesterday, and just to see what God has done in his life, friends, you've got to know where he came from, because what God did for him, God will do for you. You can believe for that. I, I truly believe that every testimony of what God's done in somebody's life is also a prophetic word of what God will do for somebody else, because God's, he doesn't respect, he doesn't, he's no respect or persons. He's not, he doesn't choose favorites. We're all his favorites. You listening to this right now, you are God's favorite. And he has the only he has the unique ability uh, to be able to tr- truly treat each and every single one of us as though we are his absolute favorite. Uh, we have a good, good papa. So it, uh, Mike, get his book. Get it at MyPillow.com. Use the code David. You'll get free shipping. You'll get a $25 gift card for another purchase. But anyway, I wanted to plug that because it was truly a blessing to be with Mike Lindell. So yesterday was absolutely amazing. It was electric. The place was packed. You know, I, I had people bringing me information as to what happened at Tulsa. So many people know I was at the Tulsa rally, and they're asking me what happened. How come, you know, the stadium wasn't completely full? Uh, well, it's come out now that the uh, the mayor actually in Tulsa uh, sided with uh, not having the Trump rally. So at five o'clock, uh, he actually issued an order for those taking temperatures at the uh, at the entrance to stop taking temperatures unless you had your temperature taken and were under uh, you know had a normal temperature you weren't let in so at five o'clock literally the temperature takers left and nobody else could get in the building 
Add to that the absolute fear-mongering from most mainstream media outlets. I mean, it's just insane. These mainstream media outlets from Chris Cuomo uh, to CNN to MSNBC talking about, oh, COVID, it's going to be an outbreak for COVID. It's dangerous. It's reckless for the president to have a, a rally like this when, there's, when it's COVID. Where was COVID with all these protesters gathering in the thousands, tens of thousands, even over 100,000 in some locations? Where was the fear of COVID then? If you don't understand, if you're not if you're not waking up to the absolute hypocrisy that is most of the mainstream media, even Fox was reporting that people should stay indoors and should should self isolate unless it's to protest. So you really have to understand that it is a hundred percent political. Uh, but a lot of people believe it. Everywhere I go, I see people wearing masks just throughout their daily life. It's like the new normal, apparently. But uh, they they were championing, they were fear mongering, they were championing that oh, COVID's going to come back in force. So you have to believe, you have to understand. A lot of people, I think, didn't go to the rally out of fear. Uh, a lot of people also didn't go to the rally out of fear for riots. There were so many businesses were boarded up. Uh, I walked from from just down the street from my hotel, which was just a couple blocks from the venue, and so many businesses had wood boarded up on their windows, uh, and they were closed for the whole weekend. And it was for several blocks were like this. When I drove out of there and left, uh, there was there were blocks, several blocks away, businesses, gas stations that were boarded up, anticipating there being some massive riots, rioters, protests. And I think a lot of people just didn't want to get into the middle of that, didn't want to get caught up in that. Um, add that, add to that what the mayor did with taking out the people, taking temperatures. And uh, that's why the place wasn't absolutely packed to the brim. Uh, I really don't think that it has anything to do with that woman, that 50-something-year-old uh, female that took to TikTok and say, hey, go buy a bunch of tickets, go re- register for a bunch of tickets, and then don't show up. I-, I really don't think that had anything to do with it. Uh, I think that more so it was the other issues that I mentioned. So Tulsa was electric. Yesterday's event was electric uh, at the Dream Center in uh, Arizona. Absolutely just an amazing time. Uh, got to see and hang out with Don Jr. a little bit afterwards. But the president brought the house down. He delivered a speech. He was on point. He, he, he nailed so many specific points as to what he's done. For anybody listening to this right now, maybe somebody shared this with you that said, hey, listen to this alternative to what you're, what you're used to hearing from the, main, from the mainstream media. You know, if you just do your own research, Okay. Nobody ever called Donald Trump a racist before he became president, before he ran for president. There's not one person. You can't find one person that ever, ever, not once accused Donald Trump of being a racist until he started to run for the highest office in the land and the most powerful position in the world, the president of the United States. You can't find it. What you can find are plenty of individuals, former employees. You know, you also have to understand that he employed a lot of women. There were a lot of women on his board in very high positions. And you you know that they went to every single person they could to try to find some kind of indiscretion that some employee said that they, that they had with him or Hispanics and blacks. So he employed so many black and Hispanics peop- uh, people and nobody, you can't find one person that said, he was a racist. He said the N-word. He treated me you know, with uh, disrespect. It's the exact opposite. So please understand that if there's an agenda at work, it is to try to turn people against the president of the United States by calling them one of the most vile things you can call somebody a racist, but they've got no proof. 
They've got zero proof. All they can do is take edits and clips of things that he said, uh, like they, like people coming over from, from, from Mexico, they're rapists, they're murderers. Well, the clip that they take out of there is there's a lot of people, a lot of good people that come over, but there's also MS-13. There's also uh, you know individuals that don't don't have any good intentions in getting into our country, and there's rapists, there's murderers. So you have to understand the context, but you have to understand what's going on. But he listed so many facts of what he's done for the black community, for our country as a whole, unemployment rates hitting all-time lows for the Hispanic community, the black community, 75-year low for women, uh, historic low for the Asian community, historic low for for youth, for uh, for college-educated, for uh, for high school-completed uh, individuals, for, for young people. The, the unemployment rate was lower than it's been ever, even in those demographics, those categories, and it was getting lower, and that had zero to do, all of that had zero to do with the past administration. Obama had eight years to do anything right, and I think he did everything but anything right. Uh, he did a lot of wrong for our country. So it was, it was amazing. It was electric. Uh, it was so good to get to see the president and then, uh, and then get to see and hang out with Don Jr. and Kim Gilfoy and, and Mike Lindell and a lot of other, got to meet a lot of other amazing patriots. Uh, I got to hear several of, of you that listened to my podcast and come up to me and uh, I love these stories. I had two individuals come up. One woman came up and she said that her liberal friend, her very liberal friend that was on this whole Black Lives Matter movement that was all about pushing and promoting the Black Lives Matter movement, she sent one of my videos to her friend and she said that video woke her friend up and she was no longer on this, you know, sucked into believing this whole mission that is, you know, that's a, fa- a facade, it's a, it's false uh, that Black Lives Matter is promoting. So I love hearing that. I also heard from another woman that said she shared my videos with her with her uh, husband who's black and and her and their two kids. And those individuals also woke up and got off the plantation because of my videos uh, and because of my podcast. And because of the information I share, I love hearing stories like that because that lets me know that what I'm doing, it matters. It's having an impact. And I believe it does. I hope it does. But then to actually hear the proof that it does is just truly a blessing. So thank you to everybody that I saw, all the people I got to uh, shake hands, take pictures with, and give hugs. Love every single one of you. And I truly hope uh, I just uh, continue to uh, give you information and news that's new worthy that's share worthy you know share the share these podcasts with 10 15 20 friends help me spread the word about the truth that i'm trying to bring to the american people that we're not getting from the mainstream media so let me get into some news today I'm going to get into this because there is still just absolute insanity taking place all over the country in mostly Democrat-controlled areas, and you better wake up and understand that that's what's happening. This D.C. reporter says Democrats quietly admit that Biden lacks the mental acuity. This this is one thing that the president hit on uh, pretty hard yesterday as well, and and there's videos going viral of all the mishaps, all you know. You can you can see so many different clips of Biden getting stuck in the middle of a sentence and then has to change his mind. We really, truly believe I I do. I know the president does that. uh, That Joe Biden is battling dementia. Now, why in the world would anybody try to prop up an individual that has a mental issue there? He's old. He's losing his train of thought. He can't think straight. And you want to prop this guy up as the potential president of the United States? Are you kidding me? What the heck is wrong with people? Well, this D.C. reporter says that Democrats are quietly admitting 
that Biden lacks mental acuity. It is no secret to anyone who has seen and heard Joe Biden that the elevator doesn't quite reach the top floor, if you know what I mean. Joe Concha, a media reporter for The Hill, told Steve Ducci on Fox and Friends that Biden is totally incapable of holding a press conference like President Trump does all the time. Uh, Concha said, uh, a lot of Democrats will tell you, at least privately, that he does not have the mental acuity that he even had a couple of years ago. And this is a candidate that simply would not be able to withstand the type of press conferences that the current president has. As far as them going on for an hour, an hour and a half, taking questions with multiple outlets with no ground rules attached, it's a lot easier to have, say, a hand-picked interview where you have ground rules for interviews with certain outlets that may be friendly to your candidate as opposed to having a press conference with which uh, which Mr. Biden has not done for 80 days. That's coming from Concha. During the few appearances that, that Biden has made, it became apparent that he doesn't even know where he's at what he's talking about, or even what office he is running for. Quite frankly, it's very sad for someone to fall apart like this, let alone doing it on the national stage. When it comes to time, when it comes time for debates, Biden could be humiliated, especially if he insists on lying about things that have already been debunked, like the assertion that that the president called Nazis very fine people. People have a tendency not to like liars who run for president. I know I personally don't. Somebody's a liar. Well, what else are they going to do? Especially when they call their opponent a racist after having 40 years of history of being a bigot like Joe Biden himself has. I got a new name for Joe myself. It's Jim Crow Joe. (laughs) Yes, Jim Crow Joe. If you haven't heard the interview with uh, Pastor Daryl Scott, that podcast, go back and listen to it. Daryl broke that down. Uh, Biden has sided with segregationists. He's worked with segregationists. He talked about how he was against busing in black children into white schools because he was afraid of his kids. Uh, he was afraid his kids were going to be, you know, impacted potentially negatively by animals. He actually used the word animals. Uh, he said it's not a jungle. This is a guy that's got a history of racism, and he has the gall, the audacity to try to turn it around and call our president a racist. Uh, if Trump, Donald Trump's a racist, he's the worst racist I've ever seen in office doing anything. Um, he's done so much for the black community in this country. And again, I, I tout those I tout those details all the time. Lowest black unemployment ever in history. Uh, opportunity zones, over $100 billion going out into 9,000 communities all around the country, mostly minority black communities. Rebuilding, uh, rebuilding the community from the inside out with, uh, with individuals of color, uh, doing the building, being the business owners, getting the money for investment, getting the money for growth. Um, he, he gave historic record funding to, to historical black colleges and universities, something that Obama didn't even do. Uh, and, and something else Obama didn't do was he didn't make it permanent for these presidents with HBCUs to get permanent funding every single year. They had to go back to the government every single year and beg for more money. When the president heard, when President Donald Trump heard that, he said that needs to change. We need to write it into the budget and make sure that these presidents of these HBCUs understand and know that they've got money coming every single year. Uh, you know, to try to under, to try to fill your budget, to try to to try to process and 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 uh, and vision out, vision cast out, and plan out and structure strategically structure out how you're going to grow or how you're going to treat your your university or your college with. With no for sure, with no certainty, if you're going to have funding, are you kidding me? These presidents uh, must absolutely must love the president for doing that. And again, Obama didn't do that, and, and so much more. So while Joe Biden is obviously being outed by even his own Democrats, at least behind the scenes, 
Um, we've got, uh, you know, this is an election year and they're going to try to do what they can. That, that one, uh, the one Democrat on his campaign actually said, just keep him in his basement. We don't need him coming out. It's crazy to me that this guy is running for president of the United States, friends, and not even the Democrats, not even the Democrats that know will support him. And they understand that he's got a mental issue. Yet so many, how many millions of Americans out there actually think that Joe Biden would be a good, a good president. It's, it's crazy for me. So we've got criminals announcing that they're going to tear down the Lincoln statue in D.C. on Thursday. Uh, You'd have to be a total idiot to be a Black Lives Matter or Antifa member, uh, but it certainly does not hurt. These thugs have announced that they will be tearing down the Lincoln Emancipation statue. Are you kidding me? The president that got uh, that gets credit for signing the Emancipation Proclamation that freed the slaves that literally gave gave freedom to black people in this country is being threatened to, to be taken down by black people in this country that are protesting slavery. It doesn't it doesn't get any more idiotic than that because it's not about that. It is about chaos. It's about anarchy. They absolutely want to just create chaos and anarchy throughout this country and try to topple this system that we, that we currently have, our government that we have. They want to blame it all on the president. It's, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. The statue was paid for by freed slaves to celebrate Lincoln's signing of the Emancipation Proclamation. These thugs don't care. They just, they just want to tear down statues so that they have something to post on Twitter and Facebook. That's all it is. If we were to wait until they knew what they were doing, well, we'd be very, very old. Uh, it's truly disgusting and disturbing that these protesters uh, and potential vandal- vandals are gathered by the state, the statue in the Capitol uh, at, at uh, Hills Lincoln Park on Tuesday. They did this on Tuesday evening to discuss the problematic art. They see it as problematic, something that was paid for by free slaves uh, to honor a man that freed the slaves. They see it as problematic. Friends, it's because they don't, they don't care, and they've got their heads somewhere so far up there, you know what's that it stinks, and they can't even smell anything. It's pretty disgusting. Tear down Lincoln, uh, a, a Lincoln... It's just, it's just disgusting. Well, we've got the third shooting reported in Seattle's CHOP zone as the mayor moves to finally, finally take action and dismantle the area. The Seattle Block Party has introduced a new game called Hide the Bullet. Over a three-day period inside Jenny Durkin's Summer of Love, four people managed hiding bullets inside their skin. Well, they got shot, friends, one fatally. This reminds me of the story of the scorpion who wanted to cross the pond, and he asked the turtle to give him a ride across. The scorpion promised not to sting the turtle. The turtle agreed, and halfway across the scorp- across, the scorpion stung the turtle. The turtle asked him, why did you do that now since we're both going to drown? Uh, and the turtle died. The scorpion said that uh, he was a scorpion, and that's what scorpions do. You've heard, you've heard this story. Well, J- Mayor Jenny Durkin said the, cum- the cumulative impacts of the gatherings and protests and the nighttime atmosphere and violence has led to increasingly difficult circumstances for our businesses and residents. You don't say. Are you kidding me, Mayor? It's been that way from the beginning. It didn't just start. It didn't just happen. What did you think was going to happen when you give people when you give people uh, give people unbridled passage to do whatever they want in this autonomous zone, this area that's blocked off, where there's no cops, where they won't let ambulances in, they won't let fire department in, they won't let police in? What did you think was going to happen? You got a bunch of unruly people in there. So finally, somebody had to die. Three other people get shot before you start to take action. That is the mindset of these progressive liberals that are running our country, that are running your cities, that are running your states. They do not care until it's too late. 
And then uh, and I'm thankful. You know what? It's it's hard to say, but I'm thankful the president has stayed out of it for the most part because it's the job of the states. The state police power rests with the states, with the governors uh, and with the mayors of their own cities. And he's not trying to be a, a, a totalitarian ruler. He's not trying to be a tyrant. He's not trying to just, you know, go in and fix every other state's problems. Um, he said, if it gets too bad and I've got to do something, I will. But for the most part, he's stayed out of it. And the American people have to understand and see what's at stake and who and who actually cares about the people and who doesn't. So the Seattle police reported early Tuesday morning that a third shooting was being investigated in the Capitol Hill organized uh, protest zone, also known as CHOP, uh, after a man was shot with a non-life-threatening injury, according to a Harborview medical police person. So hopefully they get that taken down. It, it really does need to be taken down because otherwise it's just going to continue to exacerbate. And here's the thing. with them, they, they continue to try to call these people the mainstream media peaceful protesters. They are inciting violence. They are riling people up even to the point of dying for the cause. That's literally what this uh, so-called protester, uh, I'll just call him a criminal, actually said. They said, they said, I will fight and die for every single one of you. This so-called peaceful protesters vow to fight to the death in Madison, Wisconsin. Friends, organizers worked up the crowd in Madison, Wisconsin with such words as, I will fight and die for every single one of you. Will you die for me? This is not a peaceful protest. So if you came out here for a peaceful protest, you missed it. Or we're done being peaceful. Now we demand, we're demanding justice. The police in Madison were on, were on stand-down mode as the rioters attacking motorists and tearing down statues were just going crazy. In the People's Republic of Madison, this is just par for the course. Emily Harmer reported uh, uh, some videos where these protesters are just completely out of control. Now, when you say when you say to somebody, "I'm willing to fight and die for you," are you willing to die for me? You are literally, literally inciting violence to the point of death. What are the what? What in the world do these people think they're willing to die for? What cause are they willing to die for? Just abolish the police, defund the police, tear down the government, restructure our country? What what cause are they even fighting for? I don't think they have any idea what cause they're fighting for. And there's and it's not about race anymore. I've seen so many videos of individuals that are white individuals that are screaming at black cops, black people that probably have had uh, maybe tasted something racist in their past. I know I have very small, very, very few instances. Um, I have nothing, nothing like our ancestors went through, uh, nothing like what uh, our ancestors in the 1800s went through when they were truly dealing with real racism and systemic racism. That was there was it was then. But to have white people try to try to educate or or just shouting at black people that are police as if they have no idea about racism. It is totally insane. Yet it's what's happening. And now we've got these protesters saying, well, I'm willing to die for you. Are you willing to die for me? That's inciting violence. Every one of them, I think they should just, they should just be rounded up and arrested. And here's, uh, here's some more uh, disturbing news. These Tampa police officers were ambushed by hundreds of protesters attacked with glass while trying to find a shooting victim. Yeah, they were, Tampa police were responding to a call with an alleged shooting victim. But when they showed up, they were ambushed with hundreds of protesters throwing bottles and rocks. Two officers were injured in the process. They had to call in every available officer in the entire city to the riot. What does that do to the rest of the city? What if there's an, if there, if there's an emergency? What if this is a diversion tactic? What if they're just testing and seeing what law enforcement's going to do? And then they create a disturbance like this, and then they go do something somewhere else in the city. 
What does that do to the rest of the people in the city that are left without anybody to call 911? Nobody's going to show up. All the cops are already dispatched to one incident. These rioters, these, they're criminals, and they're making our country less safe for all of us. God, God bless Tampa Bay and that whole area. Hopefully nothing happens uh, like this that, uh, that then that where somebody, just an average American, just needs help, has a burglar coming in, whatever. You, you name it, you call it out. Hopefully nothing like that happens where there's nobody to show up. The P- Tampa Police Chief Brian Dung- uh, Dugan said, it's an ambush. I have no other way to, to, to describe it. When there are that many people out there and clearly no one had been shot, it was just a setup to get the cops there. There were hundreds of them, hundreds. We ended up having to call every single police officer that was available that night to respond there from New, Tam- from New Tampa to South Tampa. There have been some violent acts. People are acting out. They think they can get away with doing whatever they want towards the cops. We're going to, get use, uh, we're going to use the necessary force to take people into custody. I think that's what people need to understand, and I hope that that's exactly what they do. Well, we had a fire, an absolute bomb drop, friends. You know, I've been getting, I've been shadow banned on Facebook. I've had my my monetization taken away on Facebook for no reason, trying to create content that'll generate a little bit of revenue so I can expand and do more and bring you a better all-around experience for everything I do uh, for over a year, uh, for two and a half years, actually, but for the, the series of this last year. My reach was just destroyed. I was reaching two to three million people a day organically, and it dropped and was crippled down to less than 100,000 a day. They wouldn't give me any reasons. Well, now we know exactly why. Project Veritas has exposed Facebook for exactly who they are. They are hypocrites, and they, they hate anybody with a conservative bent, uh, and they especially hate anybody that, show, that supports our president, Donald Trump. Uh, Project Veritas video shows Facebook moderators discussing censoring conservatives. Except, uh, exception is given to Don Lemon for hate speech. Project Veritas has captured, fa- captured Facebook moderators admitting that they censor conservatives for supporting Donald Trump. Yes, for all you out there that I've heard, have heard and received so many messages from individuals that say Facebook shadow banned me, that people have lost their pages uh, from Facebook. Now we, now we know and have proof that Facebook was doing this on purpose, yet they allowed Don Lemon to say hate speech uh, and they let that stand despite the fact that it directly violated their written policy. Uh, I would guess that their censorship of conservatives would be uh, a payment in kind contribution to the Democrat Party worth billions of dollars. I think the Federal Election Committee uh, Commission should find them uh, treble damages or about nine to twelve billion dollars. Then go after Twitter, Google, Instagram, and YouTube. We could make a small dent in the national debt. Facebook content moderators working for third party contractor uh, cognizant bragging bragging about how they censor conservatives and Republicans. They also bragged about giving Don Lemon an exception to the hate speech rule. Uh, This manager told moderators in November 2018, this is implying that while white, that white men are terrorists and so would typically violate Facebook rules dehumanizing speech, as this is a newsworthy event at Facebook's content policy team is allowing a narrow exception for this content on the platform. Friends, it's absolutely disturbing. Hopefully this is something that absolutely brings down big tech from their ability to continue to try to keep us silent uh, it's like my book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. It is flying off the shelves right now on my store. Don't get it at Amazon. Get it at my website, davidharrisjr.com or davidharrisjr.store. 
But I talk about it in the book, and I talk about why I wouldn't stay silent, why I, why I couldn't stay silent, and uh, I give a lot of perspectives that now are actually coming full full circle. Things that I said could happen, would happen, or this is why they're happening. Now we're seeing them happen and play out. If you have anybody on the fence, anybody willing to look at a different perspective, get them my book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, at DavidHarrisJr.com. And then finally, friends, Donald Trump says that Obama may have committed treason. You got to understand, treason is uh, it can come with the death penalty. Actually, the president says that Obama did commit treason by saying uh, saying uh, he was trying to overthrow his presidency. The Hill claims that Trump said that without proof. That's absurd. There's an ample amount of proof that spying was being directed by the White House, Obama's White House. Trump indicates that he's looking forward to the investigation that John Durham is working on. I do too. I hope that that brings out all of the dirt against this former administration. So many of the dots are. Are, are being connected as to who knew what. Susan Rice, uh, James Clapper, Jim Comey, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, all of them were complicit friends. They were all complicit in trying to take out the president that we supported, and they need to be held accountable. And I think treason is a very fine, uh, a very fine uh, a charge indeed and should come with the death penalty or life in Gitmo. I mean, either one of them. People need to know that they cannot do this ever again in our country. And that's uh, the highest offense in the land is treason. And that's why it comes with a death penalty. So friends, thank you so much. I'm off. I'm about to go shoot some stuff at uh, Turning Points headquarters for Falkirk, the Falkirk Center. If you're not following the Falkirk Center, uh, F-A-L-K-I-R-K underscore center, give them a follow. We're doing amazing work and it's, uh, it's a Christian organization. We're just trying to represent him well in media, in the public sphere. So uh, I'm off to do that. Please share this podcast with 10, 15, 20 friends. Help me spread the word about the truth that I'm trying to bring. Pray for me as I've got so many things going on. I definitely need and and love and and encourage your prayers. Uh, Thank you to all the amazing people that I met. And uh, don't forget to live life uncorked at uncorkedliving.com, my wife and I's own small company. Uh, I love these products, took them myself. I need them to get through my day. And I've heard so many amazing results and testimonials from you guys. So God bless you. Love you. We'll talk to you all again soon. Bye-bye.